Welcome to Sex Ed with DB. I'm your host, DB, aka Danielle Bezalow. Let's get into it. Friends and sex ed lovers, the time has come for the last episode of season three of Sex Ed with DB. I can't believe we did it, but here we are. Part two of two of Sex Ed on screen and on stage. Today, I interview the amazingly talented and bright Una Osado, aka Exotic Other, aka Norms. Una is a performer, writer, and educator from NYC who dynamically merges her art and politics on stage and off. Una has been performing in NYC for over three decades, and she's been writing, performing, and producing her award-winning original work for over 15 years. She's a co-founder of the renowned troupe Brass, Brown Radical Ask Burlesque, who have a queer POC monthly show called Compost Bin in Brooklyn. Listen up for the last interview of season three with Una. Looking for a period game changer? Meet Lena, the reusable silicone cup that collects your monthly period blood. No odor, no leaks, and so comfortable you'll forget you're on your period. 90% of first-time Lena Cup users never go back to pads and tampons. Go to lenacup.com and use promo code SEXWITHDB to get $5 off your first order. Lena, a better period. Self-care is super important to us here at Sex Ed with DB. Luckily, we found a partner who cares about it just as much as we do. Say hey to Sweet Vibrations. Sweet Vibrations is an adult boutique out of sunny San Diego that encourages young people to educate themselves about sexual wellness and improve overall health. Everyone deserves their O, and Sweet Vibrations is committed to helping you find yours. All four of their buzzing beauties are under 50 bucks, so you don't have to break the bank. Go to www.sweetvibes.toys to buy yours today. Have you ever felt anxiety about having sex or experienced pain during intercourse? Emotions are deeply intertwined with sexual activity and anxiety, depression, and fear of intimacy can all contribute to painful sex. The good news is now there is Millie, the gentlest vaginal dilator on the market. With a design that puts you in control, Millie can help reduce sex anxiety by breaking the negative cycle of muscle contraction that causes pain. Learn more at www.millimedical.com. Again, thank you so much for being on, Una. We are so stoked to have you. Um, Again, last episode of the season, so excited. Um, There is so much to talk about and so much to learn Mm. about from you. Um, Mm. And if you're down, we can just go ahead and get, get going. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Excited to be here. Amazing. Okay, so can you tell us your name, um, a little bit about your background and uh, your title or your titles? Because I know you're a jack of many trades. <laughs> sure. Um, my name is Una Aya Osato, aka Exotic Other, aka Norms. Um, I my background is uh, sorry. I'm trying to remember. Wait, can you say it again? Of what? course. Yes. You said your name. So many fun names. Um, your background and your title. Okay. Um, my background um, as a performer as a 
person? Yeah, both. Let's get into both of them. (laughs) Okay, got it. My background, um, I am a New Yorker, uh, born and raised um, in the, I grew up in the East Village. Um, I'm queer, I'm half Japanese, half uh, Jewish, um, and self-loving anti-Zionist Jew. And um, I I'm a performer. I'm a, a actor, dancer, burlesque person, drag person, uh, comedian, clown, um, and I'm also a teacher, a sex ed teacher by day. Oh my God, you are the dream. You have so many fun things that you're doing. I hope you're incredibly fulfilled and know that you're making such a difference in so many people's lives with your art and your education and all of the amazing things that you're doing. So thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, so the, the next question we have for you is what is brass and how did it come to be? Sure. Um, Brass stands for Brown Radical Ass Burlesque. Um, And we are a performance collective of queer femmes of color um, in New York City and uh, across the world. We have um, friends and collaborators um, who we work with all the time who just make up this incredible constellation of gorgeous beings that we're so grateful we get to work with. Um, And we started, um, I've been doing burlesque and drag for... Wow, uh, <laughs> almost 12 years. Nice. Um, that's weird. Uh, well, um, <laughs> and like, seriously been doing it for that long. Um, and, uh, and we started Brass um, about four years ago. Um, and it's composed of me, um, my sister, her name is Sister Selva, or Lil Willie, or Michi Lona Osato. Um, and we are sisters in real life, all, in uh, not stage life also. <laughs> <laughs> it's all real. Um, and our third collaborator is Miss Aurora Bubrialis, or Don Dick Realis, or Don Crandall. Um, and the three of us um, run the group and work and then we bring in and we work with, um, like I was mentioning, all different incredible performers um, who do burlesque or drag or comedy or theater or dance. Um, we work in all different disciplines, uh, multidisciplinary performance collective. Um, and it was really important to us when we started um, to um, bring our, our politics up front and center. Um, and that just, uh, because we were of color didn't mean we necessarily had radical politics. Um, and to us, um, using our bodies, um, and, uh, creating the art that we create, um, we felt that we feel that it's really important to also center our, our politics and visions of, um, changing the world and making it a place that's just and uh, free where we all can be ourselves and have the things that we need. Um, So we use our art to do that and um, gather community um, and uh, inspire, hopefully, um, people to to take action in their everyday lives and to um, celebrate being in being live and just uh, being a person yeah yeah. I love Uh, that so much (laughs) it's so special that's so incredibly special um and so what do you want the world to know about 
burlesque and its history um, and maybe what it can look like in certain communities today? Sure. Um, world. Um, I would love you to know <laughs> um, about, I love, um, for me, so I've been doing burlesque for a while and um, when I first, for me, burlesque has always been about storytelling and the stories that I, I tell are about the world that I experience and justice that I see and world that I, I want and believe that we can create together. Um, and so my pieces are always in, uh, political. Um, and, um, when I really started to get to learn about burlesque, um, it started, sometimes people just think of it as, um, you know, the movie burlesque or some, you know, very tiny, uh, definition of, of it. And mm -hmm. it's a, actually an art form that's been around from the, 16th or 17th century. It's an, it's an old art form and it started as a, a literary art form. So it wasn't even a performance based at first. Um, and it, they, they say that it was like in the, the uh, Italian or Spanish, um, you see the word burla and it was always about like making social commentary um, on the world and about like to joke or to mock. Um, <clears throat> and then you see the art form um, kind of grow into to all different kinds of um, expressions and um, and so like there's like a traditional history of burlesque and that kind of you know you can follow follow that and I'm, I'm a, a history nerd so I, I love history for yeah, sure yeah it's great um, it's great it's, it's our world um, and uh, to me you know, burlesque also is about bodies um, and about the stories that we tell. And so for me, um, burlesque uh, is, is, is history. It is the history of how bodies um, have been treated. And um, it's a history of genocide. It's a history of slavery. It's a history of exploitation of workers and um, how also how sex and sexuality and gender and how people, um, also use their bodies to um, to fight for their lives and to tell the stories that we do that maybe aren't necessarily heard or written in traditional history. Um, and uh, so I love burlesque. I think it's, it's a really, it's an, it's an incredible art form that is alive and we get to experience it um, with an audience together. Um, and so if you've never seen burlesque before, I hope you will go check it out and give it a try. And um, Yes, it is so it, fun. It is really it like all-encompassing and you get to be so present as an audience member. I've never been a performer of burlesque, but I'm sure it's so incredible to just like have a captive audience and be able to like share your story with your body, like you were saying. Totally. And I think it's like, uh, it's it's, I think a lot of, burlesque is how I, I like came to, um, or through burlesque that I like learned a lot about my own, um, what like sexy is to me, what, mm -hmm. um, who I like my own sexuality and just like a comfort with my own body. It was like, 
um, especially when I first started doing it, it, it was like a place that I could just really be present with myself and an audience and just be like, this is who I am. And this is what I think sexy is like to me, sexy is funny. It's political. It's awkward. Um, and, and learning that about myself, um, made me like less feel like I needed to fit in or be somebody else like Mm -hmm. um that I needed to be a certain gender or I needed to have a certain body that um it really allowed me this and and continues to allow me this opportunity to just be where I'm at be who I am you talk about burlesque as embodying your politics can you talk more about that and why it's super important to you to be political especially like in this time that we're at right now in our like political moment. Mm-hmm, totally. I, I, I think, um, burlesque for me has really provided this incredible opportunity to, um, learn about who I am with an audience. Um, and, uh, just a re- real, like, gifts of moments where I can just be present in my body, which, you know, I'm a New Yorker. So constantly like there's always something to do next and it's running around. Um, and burlesque is, has been this moment of, um, you know, I'm telling stories with my body stories that are important to me. Um, and to me, we get like, you know, a few moments, uh, where people are paying attention to us and, or, or paying attention to my body. Uh, and, uh, I want to tell a story that is, you know, shares my perspective of the world, things that I experience, things that my community experiences and, uh, have people, um, either like see themselves in that or witness that. And, and then like together think about like, what else can we do? And, um, mm-hmm. beyond this reality. And so, um, burlesque is, yeah, I've, I've just really gotten to learn for myself what, um, who I am, um, and like what I find sexy and, um, and just getting to appreciate that each body is so unique, has its own story to tell, has, you know, a history of experiences and generations that, um, have led them to this moment. Um, and so burlesque allows us in these great moments to just be like, wow, that's, that's the story you want to tell. And that's like, we get to share and experience that together. And I think especially in this moment that we're living in where things are becoming um, a lot more extreme, you know, fascism is on the rise, climate change is um, um, heightening, uh, you know, everything. Yes. And, 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 and the like um, people organizing and resisting and standing up to the mess is, uh, and like organizing ourselves is, is also on the rise too. And so we're like in this, ex- in like in a moment of extremes, which is like, you know, totally like it's so much for all of us. And I think moments that we can be, um, like present with each other and like fill up and like return to our bodies and be like, okay, how are we, what are we going to do together? How are we going to fight for this world that we all deserve? Um, I think are really important. And I think, um, live theater and, and, the burlesque, we do like monthly shows called, um, compost bin where we compost the world, um, with our art. And I think they, they allow, um, all of us to just kind of be together to witness and to, to fill up to release to and then go back out there and then 
regather each month um, feel really important in this moment. Oh, I love that. And just to kind of like refresh all the bullshit, yeah. the beauty, the hard things going on and really just like process it. Together. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that so much. Um, okay. So as you know, this episode is all about sex ed and entertainment. Um, and yes. And so growing up, I'm wondering, so you're mentioning you're half Jewish, you're half Japanese. Um, did you feel represented in pop culture or popular media or like on stage, (laughs) maybe like on Broadway, you're like uh, a New York city kid. Um, any like plays or any like art that you saw that you feel like really like represented you? (laughs) um no (laughs) um no but it's like in such an interesting different moment that we're in now like the obviously the industry like mainstream entertainment industry hasn't like actually hasn't fundamentally changed um but there is like so many more cracks and openings in it and we see like um so no growing up didn't see uh representations of like queer mixed asian people <laughs> um like I, and as a kid i w- was like a i'd audition for things me and my sister both we would um audition for things and uh, oftentimes i like there were like casting directors that like would tell my mom um she's like the the most like behaved and focused and like takes direction but like she's just like, we don't know where to place her. She's not white. She's not Asian, like fully Asian. And, um, and so like, that was the feedback I was getting from when I would audition as a kid. And one of the few places that I did find like opportunity to perform more, um, growing up has been like dance. There was, it was less rigidity around like race stuff and I think, and gender stuff too. Um, and, um, and me and my sister were on Sesame Street as kids also. Oh so my God, that is incredible. <laughs> um, it was really fun. And also it was just like Sesame Street was actively trying to create this, like, you know, reflect the world that actually exists in New York and everywhere that's, um, very diverse and not just what mainstream TV would show us. Um, and I think growing up, the the thing that really, I didn't see myself represented, but I grew up in the East Village and in a time in New York where I was part of like youth organization, uh, youth, youth dance and theater groups like um, City Kids Foundation or Locomotion uh, Theater for Dance um, for Children. And so these were spaces that... Um, we were creating our own material and uh, sharing our perspective as young people, young artists, um, and how we were seeing New York and our world and what was happening. And and I think like also the like underground theater and just like being a, a kid in in the East Village and you know people were making art to survive. It was during the the AIDS epidemic and um, art was one like one in the same as survival um and I think that that like just growing up in that moment and also like the different people I was around um I think really influenced me and thinking about like that art is is not separate from politics and that it is how we survive and it is how we're nourished it is how we fight for each other and bring awareness and also like express 
who we are and our dreams for the world. Um, and so I didn't see it in mainstream, but I saw it and experienced it everywhere um, around me and us growing up. Oh, so special. So incredibly special. And something that's come up for us in the past that we've talked about is like the representation of rent and like how, you know, me for me, like growing up in the 90s and then seeing rent like the movie in middle school, I was like totally blown away by, you know, the beauty and the sadness. And like it was completely about the HIV AIDS epidemic in New York City um, in in the 80s and just such a powerful piece of art that's so moving. And, you know, obviously there are ways that it could uh, be more representative, but there are queer people, there are people of color, there are people mm-hmm. who are struggling but surviving with HIV AIDS. Um, and yeah, that was just always like something that really, really struck me as a kid. Totally. It's funny. It it, like takes place, um, on Avenue B. I grew up on Avenue B. Um, so (laughs) no, it's just like funny. I'm like, wow. I mean, I, yeah, I like, um, definitely know all the songs. Um, and it felt like a very Broadway representation of stuff and, and huge for the moment, like no question. And, and like, it's, it's, really incredible to like continue to see the way um people uh like push the boundaries of what what theater what broadway can be and uh yeah i saw this incredible a friend of mine um made this uh uh, incredible show called um a strange loop um that was off broadway this summer and hopefully we'll 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 make its way to broadway because everyone just needs to see the show and um talking about being a queer black man um in the world and it just uh it it like blew my mind of what like theater and musicals could be um so i want you to see that oh incredible yeah i would love to see that um (laughs) that actually segues perfectly into our next question which are like what kinds of performances on stage do you want to see? Like, what what do you feel like is it? What do you feel like is there actually first? Like, what exists that's already like inclusive and sex positive? Similar mm. to is it called a strange loop? Is that what the show's <laughs> called? Similar yeah. to a strange loop, um, maybe like how have how have these stage performances changed uh, over time and still like maybe what's missing from them? Totally, yeah. Um, so Strange Loop is by Michael Jackson, that's the playwright and um, composer. Um, and, or I don't know how, like, musicals are credited. <laughs> yeah, like, book by or whatever. I, anyway, he, he made it, and it's, like, the most incredible cast ever also. Um, another um, performer and, uh, like, visionary artist that I um, – love and uh is taylor mack and um uh judy is like just has is just an amazing artist and human being and um uh you know my sister were in the there was a 24-hour decade of popular music which is a show that um a couple years ago premiered in new york and was a full 24-hour performance covering um uh, popular music in the u.s over 24 decades um and it was just okay. like yeah the most next level show like ever and costumes by machine dazzle and um and it's just like um and like the most amazing music by matt ray and um direction like it was just like and included like like 
basically hundreds of performers yeah. <laughs> and musicians and um directed by Nigel Smith and um it just like was uh, like uh it's like a queer telling of history um and, and like the most it, like yeah sex positive and like radical fairy ritual of uh, yeah I'm like not really doing great no job I am intrigued you have hooked me Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to see all these artists that I mentioned. Like, they're just so incredible. And anything they're doing, you you want to see. Um, and so those are, like, some, like, big, bigger shows that um, I've seen. But I, I also, like, um, there's uh, um, artists that I love. Um, Morgan Basicus, um, who's just one of the, like, most brilliant, funny gorgeous performers I know um they they do comedy and music and um we get to perform and have collaborated with them and um we have a a show that we do um it's actually in the Brooklyn Museum there's a, a, an exhibit right now in the Brooklyn Museum called Nobody Promised You Tomorrow um 50 years after Stonewall mm-hmm. and it's, it's queer, queer artists artist. um who were born after uh Stonewall um who are in New York city and it's this gorgeous exhibit. Um, it's up till like December, I think. Um, and we, um, there's, we have a collective, so it's Morgan Baskis, um, me, my sister, um, Don Christian, um, Jones, uh, TM Davy and Anna Betbees. And we have a piece called the Lavender Hill historical society. And, um, and it's, uh, like a, an exhibit that looks at, <laughs> there was this book, sorry, I've got to go back and back and back. There was this book called um, The Faggots and Their Friends Between Revolutions that was written in the 70s, in 1977. And um, it's an incredible text that just got re-released a few months ago. Um, and we there, it's about queer communal living and queer history and present and future. And it's just an, an amazing book. Um, and you want to, it's like, so, so much sex in it, also. Great. <laughs> um, obviously. Um, and so this piece is about queer communal living and uh, and the, um, about a queer commune in the 70s that this the book is based off of and also, like, our own lives. And, um, so we, and then we also do a musical version of The Faggots and Their Friends Between Revolutions. Um, and so these... Um, it's a really fun show and just amazing collaborators and artists. And um, just thinking about uh, what is, what can performance feel like and look like and how do we celebrate and be with each other and our bodies. Um, and so that's a really fun one also. Um, I, I think most of the world that I'm like used to is in the performance world. Um, and But I also like, you know, I've worked in the performance world, um, but I also write and I like, love TV. And so Who doesn't? I mean, honestly, it's the freaking best. <laughs> it's just <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so sex positive stuff. I love sex education um, and just wonderful. Um, and uh, and there's been like, it, it, it's really, I feel like we're, again, in this really interesting moment for um to be thinking about sex and for me as a sex educator to be teaching about sex and, um, and like thinking about our bodies and what makes us feel good and who we are and just learning about, um, 
sex and health feels really like, essential in this moment. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so actually, our last question that we have um, mm-hmm. is about your sex education workshops, because you mm-hmm. have facilitated workshops and trainings around the country which is so so neat also um and i would love to hear you kind of talk about those and maybe just like how listeners can spread your message of sex education (laughs) and of course about like appreciating your your body and like you really really like live your truth in such a beautiful way and i'm sure that that is like resonated throughout your sex education workshops um so can you just like kind of mention a little bit about that and like what folks can do to uh mimic you basically in all the like amazingness that you that you hold oh thanks thanks um well, um, yes. Yeah, so I um, do workshops and I perform uh, around the country um, with collaborators, with um, our burlesque troupe. Um, and we do a lot of, um, I, so during the day I teach in high schools throughout Brooklyn, um, doing sex, sex education. Um, and, and then also with our burlesque company, um, we do a lot of workshops around um, embodying our uh Oops, sorry. There's like a dog that's barking a lot. I don't know if you can you hear it. <laughs> sorry, there. She's she's having a hard time at the moment. Um. Uh. So yeah. So we do workshops about um, embodying our stories and how to 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 learn about um, like how, how do we appreciate and listen to and honor the bodies that we're in and the experiences that we have and um and also performing um our gender and sexuality in in ways that are liberatory to us all um and so people can book us to come bring a workshop to you bring a show to you um we'd love to do that and get to ex- uh, experience um what it is to create a space and uh you know, to just play in our bodies, um, and, and also, and honor all the experiences that they have. Um, so you can find us on the internet. Um, (laughs) yeah. Tell, tell people where they can, where they can find you. What are they? Um, um, on Instagram, um, this is Una, U-N-A, um, is my Instagram, um, and Brass Burlesque, um, B-R-A-S-S burlesque, um, also on Instagram or uh, Facebook, um, can reach out to us um, and bring us to you. Um, we're also, um, me and sister are in an incredible book right now, which, I mean, or not right now, I mean, the book is in the world, so um, it's called pleasure activism and it's by um written and gathered by adrian marie brown who's just one of the most incredible visionary gorgeous beings um who has brought together um um so many amazing contributors who write about what does pleasure activism mean to them um in all different kinds of um from all different perspectives and different um mediums um and so me and sister have a chapter in the book um about burlesque and liberation and so um another way to interact with their work is to you could read the book um you can uh yeah i would say like reach out to us um you can reach out to me at una una dot shows um s-h-o-w-s <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Is that how you spell shows? That's pretty much how you spell shows. 
yeah. Um, at gmail.com and um, be happy to be in touch and co- hopefully come to you or you come to us. We do monthly shows um, called Compost Bin um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess one last thing is like, if you, again, you know, there's so much pressure and being like, what's one thing? Cause that's like not the way to teach. You want to teach many, many things, but I guess if you could like share one takeaway that you might have with listeners about burlesque, about performance, about using your body for activism and to be political, um, what would it be? Yeah, I think it's, um, about like what what it what what is the story or, or you know starting from at least like what's a story you feel like your body needs to tell to the world and maybe it's it's just literally telling it to yourself but getting it out or maybe it's telling it to a group of people or it's on a stage um, but listening to each of our bodies um, and the world that we're in the experiences that we've had um, and not a story you think other people, um, we, cause each of us have such unique and incredible perspectives and important that, you know, mainstream, uh, not to like hate on mainstream, whatever, but, um, the, the status quo, um, you know, doesn't want us to, to wants to keep a certain uh, narrative of history. And that's, you know, why I like, I love your podcast, why I love, all taking um control and and changing the narrative ourselves for each other um you know creating the world that we want to see and that takes um each of us working with each other telling our stories um and collectively creating the world that we know we all deserve babeland is a feminist owned and operated sex toy shop that focuses on both pleasure and education With a diverse catalog of sex toys, kink gear, books, lingerie, massage products, and more, plus free events and workshops at each of their four store locations, Babeland is your one-stop sex-positive shop. You can use code DBBABE, all one word, in stores or online at babeland.com for 15% off one item. Are you a cancer survivor or do you know someone who is? Earlier severe menopause and painful vaginal sex can often be an undiscussed and unexpected side effect to cancer treatment. Luckily, Millie can help. Millie is the gentlest dilator on the market with user-controlled in-vagina expansion, enabling gradual increases in size with only one insertion. Getting better is hard. Don't shortchange your progress. More than 50% of sexually inactive Millie users return to sex within three months of using Millie, with 30% reduction in pain and anxiety. Use Millie to have more pleasurable sex and break your cycle of pain. Go to www.milliemedical.com to check it out. Need a new sex toy? Spectrum Boutique is an awesome, sex-positive toy store that has a no-nonsense approach to sexuality and sexual education. They believe that fulfilling your sexual desires is an important self-affirmation and human right, and they welcome all identities, curiosities, and experience levels. Go to SpectrumBoutique.com and use discount code SEXED with DB10 to get their latest goodies. Special announcement! We will be coming back next year with season four of the podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring us, partnering with us, being a guest, or just want to say hey, 
be sure to email us at sexedwithdb at gmail.com. See you all in 2020 for some more sex ed. Our creator, producer, and host is me, Danielle Bezalel, aka DB. Our assistant producer is Kathy Cohen. Our graphic illustrator is Alana Rance. Our sound engineer is Oliver Devone. Our fundraising co-coordinator is Jamie Cooper. And our other fundraising co-coordinator slash content assistant is Callie Cochran. Our music is by Ben Sound and Hook Sounds. Thank you so much to our featured voices, sponsors, and our listeners. Tune in next time.